what's going on? You're listening to I'm Just Saying with Tucson Whirler, as the Chinamen call me. Um, Justin Whirler, yes. When I went to wrestle in China, they pronounced my name Tucson Whirler because I don't know why. They probably couldn't see. Their eyes are squinty all the time. Must be a lot of sun in China. Those people are always squinting. Uh, right. So, I put it out there on Facebook and on the Instagram um, that today I will answer any and all questions that uh, that you people have to uh, have for me. The questions that you people have to be that you are dying to know the answers to. Digging through some of these. By the way, thank you. You did a great job. Uh, yeah, a lot of responses for this. Uh, some of them... Some, some people didn't, I don't think, know what to, what to put in here. Some people didn't know <clears throat> what to ask. Some people didn't know probably the direction that I was going with this show. I literally meant anything. So... We have people playing the safe route, which I understand that. I get it completely. Um, my fiance is one of them. Uh, um, you have you have the what was your favorite Halloween costume? Which is fine. I understand that. Some people don't want to go the route where my my mind likes to go. But uh, we'll start with those safe ones. Because that's well, I don't know. Let's let's uh let's go in between here. I will answer that one though. Uh, Kelsey is a big fan of the show, and she has several questions on here. I will start with one of hers. Am I a boob guy or a butt guy? Well, I like them both. If you have both, that's the best. You know, obviously, you don't want to you don't want to have neither. Neither would be bad. You look like a nine-year-old boy, which, if you're into that, um, I think I am a butt guy. And I like the ass. I like the ass. She got a fat ass. I like, I like the ass. I mean, I can deal with a girl that's not real big up top. But if they have no ass, they look like, I don't know, a guy can have fat tits, really. It looks like... It looks like, uh... I don't know. It looks like that guy at the construction site with no ass and his ass cracks hanging out and he wears his jeans around his fucking thighs because he has no ass and still claims, Hey, I'm a 32 waist. Well, your stomach says otherwise, but look where you wear your pants. I think the ass is important. I think it's very important. And I think that's relatively new for today's time. I think it used to be all about the tits. The teats, if you will. Uh, I think it used to, the world used to be just a boob thing. Like, boobs were everything. And uh, now I think it's it's definitely changed. I mean, you look all over. All over. These girls are getting fake ass. I don't like a fake ass. I like a... It has to be a real ass. I, I don't really like fake boobs either. Now, I've never been with a girl with fake boobs, but I don't like the way they look. I like the all-natural look. I like, you know, they look real. Girl-next-door type of stuff. With a fat ace. And 
I don't know, the, the Nicki Minaj's and shit where like, if they sit wrong, it looks like they blew out a sneaker in their ass. I don't care for that. But I do like a nice, nice, a good nice ass. So that's my answer. I hope, I hope that's what you were looking for. Um, all right, favorite Halloween costume. I, uh, a couple years ago, uh, my fiance and I went to uh, their parents' Halloween party. I was Donald Trump, and she was a Mexican. And she was handcuffed. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I thought it fit right in with the uh, current climate. This was before he was president. And, and I thought it got a lot of good laughs. And uh, that was my favorite Halloween costume. I think it was... Uh, I always go for the laughs. So if it, even if it got, you know, a little, ooh, I don't know if that's okay. I'm fine with that. Because, yes, it's okay. All right. On to the next, on, on to the next. All right, Melissa and Tamara. Melissa wants to know, who is cooler, me or Tamara? Uh, these are mutual friends of my fiance and I. Um, and I'll be the first to tell you, we're, we're going to have them on the show at some point in time here for a man versus women debate. Um, Tamara's a vegan and what is that? What is that even a... Th- Why is it a thing, Tamara? With your veganness? You know what? I'm giving Melissa the nod. Only because you're a vegan, Tamara. I'm vegan shaming right now. We're, we're going to have them on the show to discuss... Uh, why I think it's easier for men... Uh, easier for women to get men than men to get women. I don't think this is a crazy concept out there. I think... Women can easily get a guy, easily get a guy, more than it is, uh, how do I say, more than it is easier than to, more than a guy, it's, it's harder for a guy, that's how well we end it there, it's harder for a guy to get a woman than it is, I don't, how do you say that, how do you say that, alright, I'm going to go slow, it is easier for a woman to find a man than it is is for a man to find a woman. I don't know that that's the the correct way. But yes, women have it easier. I don't know if women know this. Food and drinks at a restaurant, this this could come as a shock, cost money. I know you're used to getting them for free all the goddamn time. And then go, oh, no, I don't like you. You want to kiss me? Oh, God, no. What an asshole. He took me out. He picked me up in his car. And we went to a movie and we had dinner and we went out dancing and we saw this really great band. I didn't, I, I don't know, they had all this free stuff going on that day, I guess. They were just giving things away. And then he went to kiss me. I'm like, ah, uh, excuse me. You gotta earn this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, anyway, they will be on the show at some point to do this. My initial answer to this was neither of you are cool. Just to kind of spark it up a little. But you know what? I'm giving Melissa the nod. I'm giving Melissa the nod just because you're a vegan, Tamara. You eat le- I don't get it. How do you have no meat? Maybe that's why you can't get a guy. You don't put meat in your mouth. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, you're both very, uh, very nice ladies. Very nice young ladies. And uh, very fun to be around, actually. There's a lot of... Uh, friends in my fiance's past that I could not stand to be around and you are not two of them so I will give you the the uh, the honor of me saying 
you're acceptable. Okay, moving on. Uh, Justin Betts, Instagram follower, podcast supporter. You have two questions here for me. Why did I say that seductively? You have two questions here for me. Ah. Anyway, you know, that was that was a really gay part of the show. Anyway, he wants to know why does Donald Trump lie so much? Now, from everything I've seen on uh, on Instagram and Facebook from Justin, we share the same name. We're two level-headed people. He's probably way smarter than me. Actually, let's not just say probably. He's smarter than I am. But Donald Trump, well, for, he's very, from everything I've seen, and I don't know if it's only been since the election or whatever, or even, you know, the whole lead-up, he's been very anti Donald Trump. Like, I think Trump could probably save a baby from a burning building and Justin would probably have a problem with that somehow. There'd be some way that he fucking taxed the baby for letting him save it. I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm not all in one way, or the, one way or the other here. I, I think a lot of the problem is, and I don't know that he falls into this category because I don't I don't uh, know him well enough. Like we were, we grew up together. We wrestled on the same wrestling teams, uh, and he's a good guy. But I don't know him like on that deep personal level. But I think people get caught up in this my team versus you team, your team thing. Like you're either all Donald Trump, or you're all liberal. You're all conservative. You're all left. You're all right. Whatever your team is, and whatever that team says or does. That's always right. That's always the answer. Whatever my team said is the correct thing. Your team, whatever they said, I don't care if it's good or bad. It is always bad. And I think that's a lot of the problem with people anymore. We're so divided because we want our, we're all on different teams. We all, this is my group. This is what we think. I will not change my thoughts because this is my group. Just, I think you gotta step back at it a little. And look at it a little differently. Or at least I do. And that's how I think I don't go crazy over it. Do I agree with everything Donald Trump does? Absolutely not. Do I think he's hilarious as a president? Yes, I do. Do I not like Hillary in any way, really? No, I really don't. Do I think there could be good Democrats that come out and run? Sure. Do I think most Republicans are shitty fucking, you know, business, you know, taking every loophole guy. Yeah, I do. But here's the thing. I look at it for what it is. It, it, it's what, what the president does is not really going to end the, it's not going to really change how my life is. And I'm sorry if that sounds selfish, but it's not going to change anything I do on a daily basis. Not one goddamn thing. And people go, well, what if he does that? Okay. Yeah, maybe on small levels here and there. But in in another... What, what the hell? 20, what the hell are you doing? 20, 2020, there's another fucking election. He's prob- If he wins that, which, you know what? There's a good chance. But if he doesn't, then he doesn't. If he does, he does. We'll go on living. It'll be okay. Everybody just calm the hell down and take this for what it is. It's, it's just... It's, it's one big entertaining ride at this point for me. When Donald Trump comes out on a stage, 
and goes, you know, Hillary Clinton, I'm, okay, I'd call, her, I'd call her another name, and the crowd starts cheering, and they're like trying to egg him on, and he goes, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it, nope, not going to do it, not going to do it, and, and he's playing to the crowd, he's a showman, and then he gets them all worked up into a frenzy, says he's not going to do it, he swears he's not going to do it, and he slowly walks up to the mic and goes, crooked Hillary. And, the, and walks away like he drops the mic. Like, come on, how can you not at least appreciate that? That that's, It's amazing that that guy's president. It's amazing. I don't... It does not bother me that he's the president of the United States. I like that he's a hard ass on certain things. Does he always come off as the most you know, well-spoken guy? No, but you heard me in the first ten minutes. Neither did, neither did I. Well, you're not trying to be president. No, no shit. But it's just a point. It's just the point of it. It's a lot. There's a lot of people in this country that aren't on the East Coast or West Coast. You know, all those states that people fly over when they're going to those places. Those people have a voice too, and I, I think a lot of it is that. And they're not all dumb. Oh, fucking your sister! No, that's not all what it is. Um, I don't know. I, I think if Bernie Sanders would have ran, oh well, he did run, but he got fucking scammed out by the Hillary campaign. We all don't want to talk about that too much, do we? Um, I think if he would have won the nomination for Democrats, he would have, he would have probably beat Trump. I think it would have beat Trump. I don't think it would have been close. Uh, I didn't agree with everything Bernie Sanders had to say because everything was revolved around taxing us more to get these programs. I think there could be other ways. Um, there was a guy on the Joe Rogan podcast. Damn, I can't think of his name. But he's going to be uh, – he's running for governor of New York. Governor of New York? Yeah, I think so. But he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. He had some good, uh, some ideas that I can't remember now because I don't retain information well. Uh, that would not have the taxpayers uh, paying for these things and stuff like that. But he still had a plan to implement them. So maybe that's the way to go. I don't hate all the programs that Bernie said. Free college? It's fucking great. But I don't want to have to pay for some guy to go to college. I just don't. So back to the original question. Why does Donald Trump lie all the time? Because he's a showman. Uh, he does not care what you think. Uh, and uh, the immediate response is going to be, well, but he's the president. He's elected by the people for the people, and he should care what I think. Okay, point taken, but he doesn't. <laughs> so, so sit back and take it for what it is. It's not going to be this extreme fucking thing, you know. I mean, I think if we look back at all the shit every other president has done, presidents have done, it's probably very similar. It, it, it's probably very similar. You know, the doctored photos of the fucking kids in cages. and Come on. I mean, you can't, there's no denying that media on both sides is worse than it's ever been in the history of the world uh, in slamming the other side. Whatever team you're on, you know, Fox News is always slamming Democrats no matter what they do. It's very rare for them to support that. And CNN, obviously, you know, they trump up. ho 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 they trump up uh, all kinds of shit on shit that is like half half real. Like there, there's some truth to the story, and then they they have their own spin, just the same as Fox does. So you, people need to calm down. We'll all be okay. Black people, white people, whatever. Hispanic people, Indian people, Asian people. It'll be okay. We'll all get through it. Stop this big group think. 
you know, my team has to win at all costs, whether they're right or wrong. We support this. Think for yourselves and live your lives. Live your lives. Go out there, try to be the best person you can be. Live your best life. And, uh, and just end it there. There's no, there's no reason to get all worked up about this. All it does is separate us. So anyway, who else do we have? Uh, best friend's wife, Amy. Not Amy. Why did that say Amy? Ashley, would you rather be stuck in an elevator? Okay, Tristan and Claire. They're, they have two young children, Tristan and Claire. I think... Uh, nobody on this show knows who they are. Uh, obviously, Tristan's the girl. <laughs> Claire is the girl. Tristan's the boy. Um, I think if I was stuck in an elevator at this point in time, I think I'd want to be there with Claire. She's tougher. Yeah, that's right, Tristan. You need to toughen up if you're listening to this. Join the wrestling team. Uh, I think I'd want to be with Claire. Because... No matter what happens in this elevator, I can always look over and make a face at her and she'll stick her tongue out and go, ah! Now, keep in mind, Claire's 42 and she still does this. There might be something going on. I don't know. But no, Claire's, Claire's I don't know how old Claire is, but she's, a, she's, a, she's very young. And uh, she's very excitable. She's very entertaining to be around. She's always kind of in her own little world. She's very eccentric. And, uh, no, I love both of them. But, uh, I think if I had to be stuck in an elevator, it'd be with Claire because it would keep my attention. It would keep my attention. I wouldn't have to, I don't think I'd have to comfort Claire. I think she'd be doing whatever. She'd, uh, fucking, all right, we're living here now. All right, let's go. And she'd make, she'd somehow make a house out of the elevator and pretend that other people were there and pretend cook food. And I think she'd be fine. Tristan, I feel like I'd have to kind of baby and comfort him. Uh, and he'd be looking to me for answers. And let's be honest, you've heard the podcast so far. I don't have good ones. Uh, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think it'd be Claire. I think I'd, I'd be Claire. Um, Mr. Ben Weidenhammer. Favorite wrestling memory? Okay, well, I, I wrestled my whole life and I've been coaching for, Jesus Christ, 12, 15 years now. Um... That could fall into a lot of categories. Favorite wrestling memory. I would have... Okay, we're going to break it up. We're going to break it up to... Wrestling memory... Not... One of my own accomplishments. Just maybe like a road trip or something during... During my high school days... With the wrestling team. Then we're going to go on the mat accomplishment for myself. And then we're going to go a couple good memories... Uh, in my coaching career. Okay, so let me take a ship of beer for the working man. It's a beer for Stone Cold. Anyway, the first memory would have to be when my high school team went to the Beast of the East tournament uh, in Delaware and we were stuck in a van the entire drive and we got lost it took fucking forever we went to our hotel we were told we were in the wrong hotel so we drove all over. this whole time this is going on I had taken a uh, video camera from our telecom class and we uh, and I recorded uh, like a lot of stuff 
on this on this trip. And the whole ride down there, but one of my favorite lines was, I asked one of my uh, my teammates, "What? We got kicked out of the hotel. They they said we don't belong here." <laughs> and let's let's be honest, we came from a very small town, so there was a lot of like implied racism. I don't believe we were racist, but we had race racial humor to us. So uh, this Indian guy ran the hotel. And my one buddy goes, this fucking Indian guy is telling us we don't belong here. He's <laughs> getting all fucking pissed. Obviously, we were still in the van. The guy didn't hear us. And we were joking about it. And uh, I go, hey, man. I had the camera. I go, what just happened here? He goes, I'll tell you what happened. We just got bent over and fucked in the ass by a big ebony wood stick. So basically, that was the milder part of this trip. Uh... We got to the hotel. We ended up wrestling in the tournament. It was a great time. Really cool experience, by the way. Um, they, The hotel we stayed at, it was me in one, in one bed and the heavyweight in the next bed. I thought it was a good idea to, while he was sleeping, heat up some hand lotion to like room temperature or a little warmer and then throw it on him, like on his face, and then pretend I was jerking off right next to him. And... <laughs> He woke up, fucking and chased me out of the fucking hotel room. I was like, I was just kidding. It was hand lotion. It was lotion. He was ready to fucking kill me. Uh, so that was a good thing that happened on that trip. That wasn't recorded. Um, I remember what else happened there. We stole Beast of these shirts and event passes. So we got into the hospitality room that we weren't supposed to. I think that was Justin Betts. I think that was Justin Betts uh, that got us those. Um, what else did we do that trip? Anyway, that was one of the best trips I think we ever went on. That was a ton of fun. Um, there also was... Okay, so personal accomplishment, I guess, would be the King of the Mountain Wrestling Tournament. Uh, very difficult tournament. Uh, very, very difficult tournament. You, you usually see like only the top wrestlers kind of placing top three in that. And uh, I think my junior year we went there. And, and I got third at that tournament. It's a two-day tournament. It's very difficult. And uh, I wrestled really well, and I got third place at that tournament. I lost to the runner-up. No, I lost to the champ, I think. I lost to the kid who... Did I lose to the champ? Yeah, yeah. The kid I lost to in the semifinals won the tournament, and he beat the guy in the finals by the same score that he beat me by. So I would be interested to see how that guy and me would have, uh, would have wrestled. But... Uh, Oh, anyway, that's that's the competition uh, part of that. Coaching, I have a bunch. I have a bunch. I think uh, my first Wilson champion, uh, nine Wilson champs in ten years. But, yeah, I don't know how to coach, some people say. Uh, I have no qualifications to coach at the high school level. Yeah, I definitely don't. But, anyway, you people know who you are. Um, my first Wilson champ, Gage Whitman. He's on Facebook somewhere. Uh that was really cool. My, it was our first year coaching, and and we had a champ, and, and it was really exciting. I think that was back at seventy five pounds. He fucking, he, he was a little terror. So that was exciting. Me and Tom Whalen, that was our first year coaching together. Uh, then we like every Wilson, every every middle school season was great. Uh, seeing those kids, you know, achieve their goals. I uh, become champions at Wilson, which is one of the toughest. To- one of the toughest uh, middle school tournaments. It's a two-day tournament. There's like 60 schools, 40 schools in this tournament. 
And to win that, you know, is a hell of an accomplishment for anybody. So we had nine champs in 10 years of coaching middle school wrestling. Um, some, some schools don't get one in 10 years. Uh, any, hey, then, uh, another memory would be my first high school season at Hamburg coming in there trying. Well, okay. Let's go back a little bit. Brandon Kerber is one of my, one of my, uh, personal favorite, uh, success stories as far as middle school wrestling goes. He stayed down as a ninth grader. I don't know that he even placed the year before. Maybe he placed top five, top six. I don't know at Wilson. And uh, as a ninth grader, he came out and he just really put his nose to it and really worked hard and and learned new technique and just bought in 100%. So he goes from a guy who either didn't place or maybe was on the podium at the lower end and he gets all the way to the finals that year. And just seeing his parents watching him wrestle and have success – and, and make it to the finals of that tournament. That That's kind of why I coach, to see that development in kids and to kind of show them that, hey, you know, you might not be here now, but you can achieve this level anyway. Going on to the high school level, uh, Ben, you asked the question, one of my favorite high school, uh, one of my favorite coaching memories is uh, you at the, what tournament was that? Penn, not Penn Manor. Oh, uh, where was it? Anyway, there was snow everywhere. And you you went to do an... Uh, it was not an arm track. It was... What the hell did you try? An arm spin. You went to do an arm spin and only had the guy by his wrist and his wrist... As you turned, an arm spin is where you, you basically uppercut under the guy's armpit and turn around, but the, you're basically putting his arm over your the front of your chest then... At, like in a seatbelt form and shoulder rolling him over you. Well, what Ben decided to do was kind of just grab the guy by the wrist and turn around. <laughs> and the wrist, the wrist was up by uh, just slightly over Ben's shoulder. So he's holding both hands on this guy's wrist by the side of his face. And the look on his face was like he just shit his pants. He's like, ah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I go, well, throw it now. And he threw it and he fucking got it. That's the kind of luck. Ben Weidenhammer has. He could always hit shit that you would never think anybody would hit. And I wish him all the best this year, uh, this season, except for when uh, he wrestles us. Um, Brendan Hamilton uh, beating the uh, young man from Kutztown that I now coach uh, in counties and pointing at me in the corner uh, is always a good feeling when he hits a double leg, slams a kid down, gets a last second takedown or an overtime takedown win, stomps around the mat and points at me. That was always funny and a good time. Um, get seeing, seeing all the guys that I've coached, every single one of them improve, I think is uh, overall my favorite thing. All right. Now that, now that we got that done, who else? What else do we got here? Favorite wrestling memory, elevator thing, why does Donald Trump lie, who is cooler, Okay, now let's get into the real nitty-gritty. Well, actually, we have some Facebook questions. That, some of, most of those were from Instagram. We got some Facebook questions here. Mike Horn, do you find men attractive? Well, let me tell you, Mike Horn. If I did, you wouldn't be one of them. Um, no, I'm kidding. Mike Horn is a very funny man. Uh, he should really be on the show. No, Mike, I do not find men attractive. Amanda Rizotol. Amanda, the 
Rice and Lobster last name, cooked by Gordon Ramsay. I would like to hear about your experience in corrections. I spoke a lot about that already on other other shows, but basically, the Children's Home of Reading. Well, okay, I'll, I'll just I'll rank my corrections uh, my corrections jobs. Um, Berks County Youth Detention was the best before they shut down. Children's Home of Reading, second best. Um, the Academy in Pittsburgh fucking sucked. That was a corrupt piece of shit uh, environment. Uh, I'll tell you one story from that. We, uh, and this will probably get me in a lot of trouble. But anyway, they're uh, all people I worked Okay. The Academy in Pittsburgh was a place where they took kids from Philadelphia for the most part who got in trouble in the legal system and they shipped them to this uh, charter school. But the charter school was just for juvenile delinquents. And when they we, they took uh, mur- anybody but murderers and arsonists. So you could shoot some guy five times. And if he lives, we'll still take you. Uh, and for some reason, juvenile delinquents can be 19, 18 years old, you know, and not go to real jail. So we had a lot of older young men in there. Um, so... When you screw up at the charter school, they send you to a place uh, called the Orange Shirts Unit or uh, the whatever, Sanction Unit or whatever the hell. What the hell? I don't remember what the hell we called it. And uh, that's where I worked. So I got the worst of an already shitty population. Uh, well, this one time, you know, the Orange Shirts kids are from Philly, and that's who I dealt with. They also have these kids called the Yellow Shirts. The Yellow Shirts are local kids from Pittsburgh who are just like in a day program or only in there for a couple days and then they get to go home. They screwed, They got caught doing something, so they're in there. Um, well, this one Yellow Shirt kid starts mouthing off at the Orange Shirt kids talking about Philly sucks, oh, you Philly niggas, this, and shit like that. And, well, that's all fine except for the one... There came a time when he screwed up bad enough in Pittsburgh that they put him with the orange shirts. Well, now all these other orange shirts kind of, they're looking for their piece of that. So, at one time, uh, when there wasn't supervision in the room, uh, three orange shirts went up and beat the shit out of the fucking yellow shirt from Pittsburgh for mouthing off. So, we got these three guys out of the room and we said, what the hell, you know, kind of going after him. like what the fuck's wrong with you guys why are you three guys jumping one guy what are you fucking pussies so they go well no 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 sir that we we didn't all jump him three three at a time we we went one by one like he would beat on him then i would beat on him and then he would beat on him i said okay you think that's just that's better than than just all jumping him all right let's see how this works so me being the only white staff or one of one of maybe three uh i was one of the enforcers there so was a guy named Toby, and so and a guy named Troop. We'll just leave it at that. Um, they were black, I was white. Not that it mattered, but I don't want it to look like I'm a white guy beating up on black kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. That might look bad. So we there was a little locker room area. A real, it would maybe was about four feet wide and maybe twelve feet long, with a door at the end. So we opened up the door, threw one in, one by one. We went in there and put some work in on them. Uh, now, keep in mind, all these kids were 17, 18, and 19 uh, that this happened to. And we, I don't know, 
and we, I didn't punch anybody in the face. That was kind of the rule. You're not going to fucking do anything like that. But you're going to give them a little work, a little body work. Uh, you know, the old, for, for some reason, every kid there thinks they have hands. And then when you, when you grab them and you lift them up and dump them on their head, they don't know what to do. Uh, I may have dropped uh, some MMA-style elbows on one of the gentlemen, uh, requiring me to, uh, or him to have to uh, repaint the wall in that said locker room because his ear may have became two pieces and the wall became discolored. Needless to say, uh, I'm not proud of a lot of things I did at the academy at all, but um, this kid then came out, by the way, 18 years old, way fucking taller than me and fucking like 18 year old like ripped kid. Uh, They all shook our hands. Each one of them afterwards shook her hand and go, okay, yeah, you guys are right. I, I, understand, I understand what you were saying now. And it's a shame that that's what, these, that's, the, that's what these kids understand. They only understand physical physicalness. Like you can't, you can't, a lot of these kids you can't talk to. They only understand one thing, but they all learned that day. And I think that was a valuable lesson. Okay, they, they understood what we said. So anyway, that, that was one story from Corrections. It was completely wrong how we handled that. You know, obviously, a lot of people are going to fucking hate that it, that we did that. But that was the atmosphere of that place. It was corrupt. It was shitty. I tried to be fair. Uh, but, yeah, there was a lot of shit there. And there probably still is shit there that shouldn't go on. But it is what it is. I hate that place. Um, why did you choose to leave the profession? Because I was fighting every day. The money, there wasn't money there where I was working. And every day I was fighting. Like, not like, oh, every day was a, you, you had an argument. No. Every day when you were in a role that I was in, and I put myself in that role because I was good at it. Um, when there's a problem in a room, they call you. And you're going in there and you're going to dump somebody on their head. And they're going to fight with you. They're going to try and punch you in the face. They're going to try and bite you. They're going to try and choke you. And you better be ready to go. And it got to a point where I, it was for the money I was getting paid it wasn't worth it now if I would have stayed at Berks County Detention and kept going that route that place ran like a machine you couldn't like every shift did everything the same way there were no staff bringing in contraband there like how am I I, I was made to go do room searches in, 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 a, in a at the academy and I would find chewing tobacco tins well gee how are they getting them in there the fucking same staff that worked there now I gotta punish this kid because of staff it was just it was corrupt I just had enough of it. Um, what's your best memory from high school? Um, hmm. Best high school memory. Uh, my first band with Ryan Gross, uh, Woodrow Wilson, who, by the way, is in the fucking news. Eric Nelson. Google that one. Um, and Brandon Ballantyne. That was one of my favorite experiences. We, we uh, requested stage time for uh, the auditorium. We recorded an album on the auditorium stage with Tyler Hinkle running the soundboard. It was just a lot of fun doing that back then. And just high school in general, I didn't go there for the school part. (laughs) I went there basically just to socialize. Uh, So high school in general, once I learned to just shut up during class, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, But best memory, best memories of high school. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know that I had a best memory. Did we do anything? Did I do anything in high school? (laughs) 
I don't know what my best memory was. Oh, crap. Best memory in high school. Okay. I gave a girl a $20 bill to flash me outside a study hall. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was worth every penny. Uh, I'll, I'll say that was that, that wasn't my uh, that was a good memory. I don't know that I have a best. Um, I, I've made the uh, I, I don't know if I've told it on this show, but I, I've I've come to the realization that I was what you'd call a bitch in high school. <laughs> I let women walk all over me in high school, so there was a lot of me on the phone going, oh, "But I love you. I don't care that you blew that other guy. It's okay. I'll take you back." Ugh. Anyway, I was a little pussy back then. Um. Would I rather eat ice cream that tastes like shit or shit that tastes like ice cream? Ice cream that tastes like shit, Amanda. I'd rather eat ice cream that tastes like shit. Because if I eat shit that tastes like ice cream, I'm still eating shit. So, Kelsey again. Would, oh no, let's go to uh, Michael Wenzel. Since you commented many times that you saw my ass crack at work. All right, everybody, Micah, has seen your ass crack at work. It ain't just me. That thing's out. That thing's out more than fucking Anderson Cooper's out. Jesus Christ. Uh, What does that mean? What does that mean you're an ass man? Oh, I think uh, I already answered this. Yes, I am an ass man. I'm just not your ass man. Ah, Justin Betts again. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I think one horse-sized duck. If you have all these fucking ducks running around at your goddamn feet... Oh, wait, no. They wouldn't be horses, right? hundred duck-sized horses. I would... Yeah. Too many goddamn horses. Their little back kicks kicking your fucking shins and shit. I ain't trying to play that game. One... One duck, one kill. That's what I always... That was my motto growing up. One duck, one kill. I played duck hunt. Uh, yeah, I cheated. I held the gun right at the screen. Don't judge me. Um, Pittsburgh people versus Philly people. How are they different? Or how is the environment different? Here's the environment that I saw. And I'm not from Philly. As, you know, people you know, from Pittsburgh say, Oh, Justin, he's from Philly. Well, it's just because they're from Pittsburgh. I'm from, like, Topton, Dryville, Reading area. Which is not... Well, Reading's closer to what Philly's like. But nowhere near what Philly's like. Um, so I will say the difference is, well, I don't know. One of the things I noticed in, in Pittsburgh was when I was driving to and from work is on Carson street there where there's all these like a hundred fucking bars. It's great street. Um, you could have a girl that's like a, I don't know. I'll give her a, a hotness range of seven to nine and she'll be with a guy that's a four. I don't think that works out here that way. Um, usually, the women have you have to pursue the women out here. In Pittsburgh, the women pursue you. Um, I had to beat them off with a stick. I was me tooed a few times in Pittsburgh while out with my corrections coworkers, and I had to tell them, "No, young lady, I am a taken man." And I've never had women do that around here. Like, well, I, personally, where I grew up was a small town, so everybody knows each other. It's it's different. It's completely different. Like in Pittsburgh, they'll just come right the fuck up to you. In around here, you gotta put some work in. Like that story I told earlier. Fucking food and drink costs money, women. Um, so that's that's the man and women difference out, that I've seen. Um, also, there is a there's an accent to both 
both cities. Uh, Philly has her going to drink some water. Going to get a hoagie. Go down to shore, get a hoagie. Get some watermelon, some water ice. Some cherry water ice. Uh, Pittsburgh has a southern... Kind of draw to their voice. Um, yeah, so there's difference. I think there's more hipsters in uh, in Pittsburgh. There's a little, but then again, I lived in Lawrenceville, which is a big, uh, big, uh, big hub for the gay. So maybe that was why. I think, like, I saw anywhere on any given day. I think I saw eight unicycles and twenty beards. So. That might be a difference. Maybe there's more hipsters there. I don't know. Uh, I like both cities. I like things about both cities. And there's things I can't stand about both cities. Like the smell of shit in Philadelphia. Um, Anyhow. Dudes in the bathroom. Kelsey, you're asking me this. Uh, What the fuck is wrong with your bodies that it takes so long? I have IBS. Do not. Do not gut biome shame me. I'm very offended. Um... What if this wasn't recording this whole time? Anyway, uh, here's here's the thing. I do most of my reading in the bathroom. I have an Aerosmith autobiography that I'm reading right now. It looks like the goddamn Bible. That's how thick it is. You know when I read it? When I'm in the bathroom. You know when I don't feel like putting all the work in to have sex? Guess where I'm jerking off? In the bathroom. Guess where I'm on my laptop looking at ESPN and shit like that? In the bathroom. And also, Kelsey, you gotta take this into consideration. You have a child now. Where does Brennan want to get away from you and the kid? In the bathroom. Maybe if you were a little better person, he wouldn't be in there so long. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, what else do we have here? That's it for the Facebook ones. I think. No, okay. We gotta get to the Justin LaFurrier question. Uh, where is it? Have you ever taken someone's virginity? If so, after how long of dating and did you trick them? First off, I trick no one. I trick no one. I have taken two virginities in my life. Three, if you count my own. <laughs> anyway, um, I... Which one? Yeah, okay. So in high school, I was... Well, I'm not going to get into time frame here. The, the one young lady, is how I'll call her. I will not name names in either of these stories. Um, we were house-sitting. Uh, I don't even remember where. But uh, it was the first... These people were gone, and one other couple was there. Like, the girl that was originally supposed to be house-sitting the house invited her boyfriend over, and... They, in turn, invited us over. There were two separate bedrooms. So it's kind of like, oh, shit, this is going down. Get your shit together. Okay, this is the first time I'm going to have sex with this girl. So, uh, it's her first time, so I'm like, ah, shit, I should probably use a condom. Uh, first off, I hate condoms. I don't fucking use them. I don't give a shit. Call me whatever you want. I don't fucking use them. I don't like them. And plus, it makes your pussy smell like rubber. Anyway, um, I... The only condom I could find, because I didn't use them that often, was an. It has been laying around my fucking underwear drawer for God knows how long. Was a studded condom. <laughs> so for this girl's first time, I had a studded condom, 
And I don't know what it is about me with uh, certain sex stories, but there's always a stomach problem on my end. I don't know. I, I guess I just got real nervous. I got really nervous. Cause, I don't know. I don't know why. I just got really nervous. I don't think it was too long after my first time, so I was still living that hell, which I talked about on the last show. Um, the uh, I got the condom on, and we started to, you know, heedle a little, and it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. I got it in, and, you know, I you don't know at that age that you have to do things to... Uh, Excite the young lady. You have to, uh, you have to get some moisture in the, uh, in the, in the old vag. So, uh, you don't know that at that age. So you're just trying to ram it in there dry. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it, ladies? Let me put my dry cock in your dry pussy. I don't know why it's not working. Is it the studded fucking condom, you retard? Uh, so, yeah, it was just a lot of pushing against, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, blow up a fucking swimmy for your arms uh, too tight and try to push into it. It just wasn't working. Uh, so we didn't end up having... I, w- I was in for, like, a little. <laughs> and uh, and I, I count that because there was, penet- it was penetration. But she wasn't. And everybody, everybody listen. Real close to your speaker right now. Listen. She wasn't moist. Moist. Anyway. I know it. My fiance hates that one, that word. Oh, she also hates squirt, and she hates this noise. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was that was the first time uh, we ended up not having sex. Then the rest of the night, we just kind of like, all right, well, chalk this up to an attempt, and we'll move on. Um, worst case of blue balls I've ever had in my life. I didn't know that was actually a thing until that day. Well, the next morning, I got in the car, and I could. It, it hurt to walk. It hurt to walk. It hurt to get in the car. Uh, I went home, tried to take care of business myself, did that, didn't fix the blue balls, which is a thing that I wouldn't think would fix that. Didn't do it. Um, second one is, uh, yeah, the, the next story, uh, yes, I did take someone else's virginity. and uh, But before that, um, we were not having sex. The, uh, this said person wanted to wait. Wanted to wait. You ladies always want to wait. Um... Because that's my virginity. That's very sacred to me. Until ten years later, you're calling me daddy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I actually think that's kind of weird. But uh, the story is this young lady didn't want to lose her virginity. She wanted to wait till marriage, which I think is a mistake for you women. Because what if you and the guy aren't compatible? Then you're fucked. You're married and you're not having good sex. But... Uh, I went with it for for a while, and I'm reading this article that uh, that said a lot of women who want to wait to have sex till marriage are having anal sex as a substitute because they feel they are still a virgin because it is not vaginal intercourse. So I said, and the wheel started turning, and I go, all right, let me throw this out there, and it worked like a charm. It worked like a charm. I don't know the mental process there, but it was accepted, and there we go. So that's the, that's the story of that. And we, me and this young lady, we ended up having regular sex then anyway. But but yes, I. It's usually you have regular sex and you end up talking her into the anal. But anyway, 
let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, I think I have one more Instagram question to go here. Okay, last question is from Kelsey. So I listened to many mom podcasts, and this week the one talked about circumcision for their boys. It is a new thing not to do it. Europe doesn't do it. Well, no shit. We've all seen the fucking floppy European dicks. Or at least us men that watch porn have seen that. Uh, There's a benefit for both sides. It can be dangerous procedure for a one-day-old baby. Will you do it? Could you talk? Could Amelia talk you out of it if she didn't want it? Well, it's not her cock! Don't tell me what to do with my body! Um, I would probably circumcise my child. I would do it. Just for, for, I want my son to have a nice looking cock. No. <laughs> um, the, just the aesthetics. I don't want him, like, I don't want him whipping it out in front of a chick and it has a little snuffleupagus fucking head on it. It needs to, I think it needs to look normal. Not to mention, I hear you gotta clean, like if you're not circumcised, you gotta like clean it. And, uh. You gotta pull the skin back and clean it and shit. Now I understand there's a reason we have that skin there. It's probably when goes back to a time where we didn't fucking wear pants and we hunted walruses and woolly uh, woolly mammoths and shit like that. It wanted to cover our fucking dickheads, so goddamn sand and fucking weeds didn't get in there. Uh, so I, I get that there was probably a purpose for it. I don't think we need it now. I don't think we need it now. Not to mention. I've seen some guys in porn that aren't circumcised, and I, w- I don't think I'd want a blowjob if my cock wasn't circumcised. My cack. If my cack. If my fucking cack wasn't circumcised. Oh! She was blowing me, but I couldn't feel it because the cock skin was on. Oh! So I beat off and squirted my goo on her. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think I'd want a blowjob because the skin covers the head. Skin covers the head. The skin covers the head. The most sensitive part. So, anyway. I think that's every question. No, I, I would definitely get my, my... I think I would get my son circumcised. Uh, and Amelia talking me out of it? I don't know. Probably not. At the end of the day, as long as my kid's healthy and doesn't have any medical issues going on, I think I'm less worried about their cock. I think, I think that's why we'll leave this. I am not. I am not. My son's cock is not my priority. <laughs> I do not have my son's cock on my mind constantly. I am not thinking about my little boy's cock. Anyway, we're done here. This has gone to a place that I'm not I'm not too sure that I, I'm comfortable with. All right, again, thanks for all the questions. Uh, we can do this every week. I wouldn't, uh, not the whole show, obviously, but I'd be willing to answer some questions every week uh, that you may have, and uh, I'll pick out a couple of them, and I won't hit all of them anymore, but uh, I'll pick out a couple of the best ones, and we'll answer them here on the show. I think that'd be a good thing, a good little good little bit, good little, good little bit for the show, and, uh, and hopefully we can keep this going. So next week, next Friday, Derek Kirshner will be on the show. And uh, we will discuss all those old, horrible high school stories. That uh, Okay, Amanda, you want to know about some of my favorite high school memories? Tune in next week. You're going to hear Derek and I reminisce about a lot of shit. So enjoy your weekend. Check out the show on Instagram. Hashtag The I'm Just Saying Show. Twitter, 
at Justin Worley. I'm on Gab. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, people. Please subscribe to it. That way, if you subscribe, well, I'll have more subscribers. So, do that. Facebook. Like the Facebook page, I'm just saying, Justin Worley. As I'm trying not to burp over the fucking plugs of my shit. And uh, thanks, Stevie Philby. Doing a great job getting my uh, my show pictures ready each week. And uh, so far, so good, man. It's been good working with you. Uh, that is it. Enjoy your weekend. Eagles play in a few hours. I'm making a pork shoulder today. You can follow that on Instagram. Uh, I'll be putting it in my stories. And uh, later. I'm just saying, I don't get upset. Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm just saying, don't you take it personally?